But here, on the very rim of known space, justice is a long way away. Okay, I didn't do the countdown, so you guys did well by <laughs> by anticipating. <laughs> I didn't do the countdown. Hello, everyone. Uh, welcome to the Space Game Junkie Podcast. I, as always, am your co-host, Brian, and joining us, as always, is your co-host, Spaz. Hello. Your co-host, Julie. Hello from the middle of the Middle West. <laughs> your co-host, Thorsten. Hi from Europe. And your co-host, Jacob. Kapla. And Jacob, I was told I called you Shogun last week when I introduced you. I apologize for that. Exactly the way. I'm so used to calling you that. Um, so I apologize. Friends, welcome to the show. We have a guest this week joining us from Virginia. Well, coming back to the show, I believe for his second time, Bob Saunders, the developer of the probably one of the best space gaming roguelikes you will ever find. Approaching Infinity. Welcome back, Bob. Hey, thank you. I'm glad to be here. Oh, we're glad for you to be here too because we uh, we love this game. Uh, one of one of I think once once we brought uh, Torsten on board as a co-host, I think one of his first requests <laughs> was to ask you to come on the show. <laughs> so it's like, all right, because <laughs> it's been like, well, Torsten, thank you very much. It's been a year or so since we had you. Um, since we had you on, uh, we had you on last, and a lot has changed since then. Um, so I asked, I, I said I was going to do this before the show started, but what, what, for those of you, for those who don't know, and I can't imagine there are many, but for those who don't know, could you recount the story of how this game not only came to be, but came to be from its basically, uh, it's, it's, it's like almost exile, really, to, to Steam, because that's a great story. All right. Well, um, first off, Torsten, I do look forward to hearing what it is you like so much about the game. I, I need that feedback. But anyway, so uh, way back in about 2013, I, I started putting this uh, roguelike together, and I've been working on roguelikes for something like seven years, just kind of playing around. Um, and... Uh, you know, it was just a little prototype with the silly little 8-bit sprites. and But it was really fun. And I showed it to other people, and they said it was really fun, too. So I ended up doing a Kickstarter. And uh, Jim Shepard, uh, creator of Dungeon Mans, I got in touch with him. And he kind of sort of helped me with the Kickstarter process, talked me through some, some things, and and uh, ended up getting funded. Uh, I, it was it was a small goal, but... Uh, I made it. It was it was kind of the impetus I needed, and it, it, having all those people behind me kind of kept me working. So I worked for a long, long time, and I started to think like, what am I going to do with this game? You know, this is awesome, and people like it, but what am I going to do with it? So I tried to get on Steam, and back then, you had to go through something called Steam Greenlight, Ugh. where people would uh. vote on your game before Ugh. it even became a thing. You know, like before you could even get on Steam, and and <laughs> it was like the the curation process. But, you know, they didn't actually have to do any work or, or at least very little work, you know. They just kind of let everyone else do it. And if you weren't popular for whatever reason, especially if you didn't look good, then you didn't get through green light. 
And so I spent a long time, you know, working and trying to get through Greenlight, and it just never happened, never happened, never happened. And my artist friend, David Gervais, who does all the art still to this day, um, he said, well, I used to work with this company, um, and I, you know, and he told me about uh, this publisher, and they had put out this game that I really loved. And I said, well, yeah, if I could get on that, you know, if I get on that label or whatever, that would be awesome. I could be on there with Space Empires 4, one of my all-time favorite, like, 4X games. And so, uh, well, I guess I, I went through that whole process, you know, got in touch, and they liked the game, and uh, it looked it looked like it was going to be uh, a really good deal, and I signed the exclusive distribution contract, and they... Uh, they put it up for a price that no one was willing to pay. Yeah, forty dollars. Yeah, I spent I spent at least a year, you know, still just working and trying to trying to convince people, trying to you know say like, hey, I didn't set the price, but but look, if if you're into this kind of game, you're definitely going to get your forty dollars worth. You know, there is just endless content. Many many people have hundreds of hours in this game, but very few people would bite and people would attack me and i'm just like you know what man i didn't i didn't you know i made the game but i didn't set the price i'm not selling it um so i ended up being stuck in that position for a very long time um and i tried making other games uh i you know and i did i had some success but nothing nothing that would like feed the family so uh in 2019 I decided to just give up game development. I had actually tried to cancel that agreement several times, but it was always, you know, I, I, I couldn't afford to cancel that, that publishing agreement. So in 2019, I just quit video game development. And uh, right before the pandemic in 2020, before it hit the, you know, before it hit the U.S. bad, um, they got in touch with me and we worked it out. And I got the game back under my control. And I was really excited, but I wasn't quite sure what was going to happen. So I tried to do a little updating. And finally, I made it uh, good enough that I could put it on Steam. And now you just you just pay the fee and you show up. And, you know, I got on Steam. And in my first, first two days on Steam, I made more than I did in five years with that publishing company. <laughs> wow. Two days is greater than five years. It was the name of one of my one of my announcements back then. It's unbelievable. Um, and within a week, I, I quit my job and dedicated myself to this full time. And so that's what I'm doing right now. I still have a couple more years of development to do, and I don't know what the heck I'm going to do when it's over. But right now, I'm I'm kind of living my dream. <laughs> and and no one is no one is happier than us. Let me tell you. Absolutely. Were you going to say something, yes. Jacob? Agree. Uh, no, I, I just said cool, because that's good. So, <laughs> um, friends, we're actually playing the game live. Well, I am. Um, usually we, I, I record some footage of the game and have that just loop in the background. But Bob asked me and actually built a special build for me to play while we talk. So... Uh, for those of you listening on the audio version, uh, you might do better uh, watching like the video, the the YouTube, or whatever. Uh, but just FYI, we're going to be actually playing this 
as we chat. So, here we go. <laughs> hey, so are you guys seeing it? You guys see it okay? Is it working for you? Yeah, I can see it now. Great. Okay, so this game is a very, like, deep, deep game. You, like, screenshots don't really, like, do it justice because there's so much going on here. Like, just selecting the class and the skill to start with. Because there are, what, two, three, how many, would, how many starting skills are there, Bob? Well, I guess there's, uh, there's like ten. eight, eight or nine for each of the ten classes. I that's can't count. That's ten by one, eight, two, so that's three. eighty. <laughs> there you go. Oh my God! Yeah. 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 And I guess that's probably a little overwhelming. You know, if you're you're just starting out, you're like, oh my God, what do I even pick? You don't know, but. <laughs> there are some here that I can see that are probably very handy, like pickups heal the away team. Uh, harder that's than probably one percent. It's still, it's something. <laughs> that is, that is something. Uh, yeah, the, folks, there are so many uh, ways to start playing this game. Do you have a process to come up with all these uh, classes and skills, Bob? Is it just is it suggestions? Is it ideas? How do you pick all these? How do you come up with all these? <laughs> That's so funny because... Almost all the effects and skills. I mean, it's like I look at I look at things that already exist in the game, different different ways of or different uh, like your sight range, for example. Your sight range is a number, and I say to myself, well, I guess I can make an officer skill that gives you a better sight range. It you know plus one on that number. There's so much of it. It's <laughs> it's just stupid little things like that. Like like what can you do in the game, and how can you like choose something to make that better uh definitely i listen to i listen to all the feedback from all the channels you know everybody tells me well, why don't you do this and sometimes i'm like well because of this that and the other thing but other times i'm like hey that's a great idea so there's definitely things in here that uh some of the people watching today probably came up with in the first place and thank is, you for that is there one that you prefer like when you start a game yourself is there one that you particularly like to use um, I usually take like a like operative class, and um, so you're in a pathfinder right now. That could be like a mountain climber. That's a really good one. Oh, you you already got that. Yeah, yeah that's a good one. Or else operative. There's one that, like I said, increases your sight range. There's one that increases the hit points and damage of the away team. I do spend a lot of time on away missions, so I tend to max out those things as early as possible. So there is gameplay customization, though I do feel like there is a level of because I looking at the I feel like there is a level of some of these are just uh some of these are just like stat upgrades and some let you do things that you normally wouldn't be able to. Like running repairs on shipwrecks. Absolutely, yeah. Yeah, okay, I mean, that's, that's the, fair. The that's observer ship that he's looking at right now. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, there's things that there's one spaceship that can see all the other spaceships on the screen at all times, like, and nothing else can do that. Um, it has other like, you know, negative effects on that ship, but yeah, there's different things you can do, and they're kind of unique. And the, and uh, these these ships aren't all unlocked when you first start playing it. You uh, gave us, I believe, a code that so we could see all the ships. Um, 
but I believe you unlock these as you play. Through various challenges yeah, slash <laughs> achievements. Yeah, I'm going to go with this one. Yep, yep. You start with the first four ships up there, and then you can unlock all the other 16 by doing various things. Um, I'm actually doing a, a video series where I'm trying to unlock the ships, like, playing fairly. I almost never actually just play my game, so, like, doing things like that gets me to, you know, like, not cheat. <laughs> and Imagine playing fun. games. I mean, it sounds like a good idea for, you know, playtesting and understanding... Uh, whether or not a certain challenge isn't stupendously overturned. Right, right. Well, to be fair, there are some devs that are better at developing and coding their game rather than playing it. Because players will actually customize the way they do that, and they'll specialize in how they play, and they'll come up with ways that the developer hasn't thought of yet. That's kind of how it works. Yep, there's a whole feature in the game. It was based on uh, one one YouTuber who played my game in a way that I never considered. And I'm like, wow, dude, that's really impressive. I'm going to find a way to stop you. And (laughs) (laughs) I may have. (laughs) What was the way he was never never considered? Well, like he was just going around trying to kill every kill all the alien ships. He said he never landed on a planet. And I'm like, how do you play this game without without landing on a planet? I, that's where I spend all my time. And he's like, that's what I'm doing. I have not seen <laughs> any reason to on a planet. And he just goes around, blows up everything, picks up all the loot, and and keeps going. And like, <laughs> I guess if that yeah, works that for fun, him. Though. So it, I love how did. I love how all these ships are not only that like like reskins, but they are all like are very different. They have very different uh, built-in devices. Uh, they have different away team stats. It's just yeah. Well, this uh, everything that you're seeing right here is is all fairly new work. This was done in the last few months. Um, the ships they used to be a little more sort of bland and and similar, but I spent a good chunk of time making sure, and I had some help uh, from uh, Clockinator and some other people in my uh, Discord, and uh, I think we got them pretty good. Yeah, I'm gonna... I, it, you can notice just looking at the screen that the further down you go, the less gray and blocky the ships become. <laughs> yeah, I like... suppose the first the first six are pretty pretty much the same. That's that's sort of on purpose. I'm gonna go Don't with the gray and blocky. <laughs> I'm gonna go with the observer here. <laughs> it can see things you people wouldn't believe. <laughs> <laughs> that was a good choice. Oh no! Oh no! It crashed. Oh no! Oh, it was a good time. All right, everybody. See you next year. A reminder, my friend. A reminder, my friends. This game is actually in early access, so it is still being worked upon. As as Bob said, <laughs> that was funny. Yeah, that happens. Whoops. I mean, admittedly, it doesn't, it doesn't happen. I can't it doesn't happen. That's, it. Something to do with it's your fault. <laughs> All right, yeah. let, let's 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 not select anything specific. I'm just gonna hit random a couple of times, and then we're gonna play. Let's see if it works. Oh, observer again. Let's go. I just hit random, and and come on. Oh, there we go. It works. Yay. Okay. <laughs> right. So what I was gonna mention is the fact it's early access is. 
I was going to mention because I'm I think I'm the only person here who has not like properly played it until I uh, until I uh, you know a couple days back. So my opinions on it are a bit both fresh and a bit more limited. And I think the reason why I didn't get it is because it does have the big early access banner. And as I've mentioned before, I don't buy early access games on the combination of principle and not wanting to deal with stuff like what just happened. Yeah, but, uh, you know, I feel the same way generally. But, you know, once I started to play this, I said early access seems done to me. But, you know, I'm kind of a neophyte where roguelike games are concerned. Um, well, I, it, it really doesn't do that. It does not crash as soon as you start the game. I mean, obviously it just did, but, you know, uh, <laughs> that's not common. But I think that, you know, if you don't buy early access games, I can understand that. An awful lot of people just kind of put something up there and then they abandon it. And, you know, you just said, well, this game seems kind of finished. You can you can currently win in nine different ways. Like, it is absolutely finished as it is. But I have... Uh, walls and books full of plans of how it's going to expand over the next couple of years so that's finished, fair. Finished. and while Sounds great well i do <laughs> understand there's room for nuance i do have my principles and my principles are i typically like uh, gems like this are good but when it comes to the early access tag it's so much of a risk that i tend to limit myself unless i can basically get a guarantee of a playable game which is difficult to get, especially since the actual like amount of content and gameplay about like, like the reviews say this is good, but the reviews always say something is good, unless something is like irredeemably terrible. See, mm. what I'm glad to hear if you say there's nine different ways to win, I would be happy to hear if you say yes, but it's really hard to win because that way the game just goes on forever, and I said I'm good with that. Uh, Alex, I think the game does go, can technically go on forever. I think, right? Absolutely, that's it's the second word in the name. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, <laughs> like if you I mean, check if I, the yeah, it, if approaching infinity was not infinite, I'd call false. Uh, I'd call false advertising. <laughs> I love how you can pet the. Uh, I do love how you can pet the bunnies. This is a fun little thing. And respectable. Those, and those are healed. Aren't killer bunnies yet? <laughs> yeah, uh, Bob. Would you mind telling that that story of why you can pet the bunnies? Because I, I remember the last time you were on, you talked about it. But uh, I think, oh yeah, people might want to hear about that little detail. I'm not familiar myself, so go ahead. <laughs> I, I don't. I don't know whether it's exciting or not. But I mean, uh, my my youngest daughter, she was like four at the time or something when I started this and. You know, one day she came down and she sat on my lap and she said, Daddy, I think there should be bunnies in the game. And I said, all right, I'll talk to David. And <laughs> then we got bunnies. And then, you know, after a while, you know, there's these monsters well, in my game and they're bunnies. And she's like, well, what do you do with the bunnies? And I said, well, nothing. You could shoot them if you want. And she said, you should be able to pet the bunnies. <laughs> and so you can pet the bunnies and they heal you a little bit. <laughs> Yeah, that's I mean, amazing. <laughs> I I agree with the assessment. I agree with your daughter absolutely without a shred of, without a shred of uh without a shred of doubt. Every single everything she suggested was a good idea and entirely correct to implement. Yeah, your your daughter really, your daughter should go into uh, game design. 
I mean, right now, I, th- I think she might be a writer. We'll see. No, I do have to ask: is there is there is there a rabbit of Kebanog somewhere in there? There are. How oh, funny! Good. <laughs> yes, yes. There, there absolutely are. And there's only one way to kill it: with a hand grenade. Oh God! Well, my violence. <laughs> but uh, yes, but yes, I've, with a grenade. I've noticed that the now it's easy to tell which ones are the friendly bunnies and the not so friendly bunnies. The the uh, not so friendly bunnies have a reversed. Uh, Ooh. Um, <laughs> they have a reversed. Look They're facing and, the other direction, and yeah, <laughs> and they also have uh, a red outline as well. And big gnarly teeth. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so that's the that, that's the one Monty, Monty Python joke for the podcast. That's big. <laughs> oh, you can do more. We're about halfway. You can easily the, do more. No, no, but I'm saying we're about halfway through to bingo, I think, at this point. Fair. <laughs> there's some there's some hostile stuff on this planet. Oh, go to oh no. Oh no. Oh oh no. A little forest <laughs> for bloody starters. So Oh. Hmm. Oh boy. Oh uh, yeah, we're leaving. <laughs> Running away is a perfectly valid strategy. I use it all the time. Right, so Brian ran away. Right. I mean, do you see do you see all these Nashers that I'm dealing with right here? Yes. And they're all annoyed. They're all <laughs> every one of them is annoyed. And I'm trying to get back to the ship. Okay, we only lost one crew member. Dear Lord. <laughs> Let's go. Buy a new crew. <laughs> Yes, bravely ran away. Yes, Jake, thank you. You could have been killed. Yeah, I'd like to think I'd like to think that I made a a a very well thought out tactical retreat right there. Also, you just needed to advance in the other direction and get to the shuttle. Also, I just wanted to remind you, Brian, uh, Control D, you have a escape teleporter for this exact situation on this ship. Oh, really? (laughs) Oh, yeah, you got the observer. That's right. You not read the tiltis, Brian. Um, I I do, but I, I'm gonna I'm gonna clue you in on one of my biggest gaming weaknesses. I you can't read. I forget about the tools okay. I have at my disposal all the time. As, as a great example, Molotov cocktails or grenades. Yes, yeah. or anything like that. I always always forget the tools available at my disposal. I'm always like, shooty, shooty, killy, killy. What's in front which of me? Why I, which is why I usually have to be the one to remind him. Yeah. So it's not that I didn't read that. I probably did read it. I might've forgotten. It's, it's very likely I forgot, but uh, I, I also very likely just forgot that I have a tool at my disposal that I can do <laughs> that sort of thing. Um, so, yeah. Now it's everyone's responsibility to remind him and save his life next time. Oh, we still have we still have to explore more of that planet. Okay, there are a lot of Nashers on that planet. Get a grenade, dude. I don't think I, I don't, do. I have a grenade? No, I don't have a grenade. Oh, there there was one for sale. Yeah, oh. the station. Um.
Is there? See a torpedo? There or... was. Oh. It changed. Oh. Oh. oh, well. Wait, restock with new items. Hang on. Okay, let's see. Um, I'm gonna pay. I'm not gonna. Re, I'm not gonna pay to restock again. No, I am gonna pay to restock again. One more time. Ah, uh, still no grenade. Oh well. <laughs> you could try elsewhere. Yeah, I'm gonna come back to that planet. Uh, let's see what else is in this sector. Oh, what is that? Play hostile. Oh, good. Didn't it? Didn't shoot me. Okay. Oh. A banker interceptor. Oh no. Talk to him. I can talk to him? Press H to hail. Yeah, you can. That didn't used to be a thing, but it is now. Oh, that's a <laughs> scan of planet. Yeah, there's an alien signal on this one, so. No, oh come on! I don't, I don't want to want to mess with snakes. <laughs> They're poison. Um, how yeah, many snakes are? Yeah, how many? Uh, how many uh, different like aliens or, or monsters are there in this game? Well. Monsters, there's, there's a, well, there's about maybe 150, 100, like split between uh, space and planets and other places, like about 150 different kind of living things that might want to try to kill you. Uh, but some of those are just like alien spaceships and often you can like try to be friendly with them. Hmm. Look like you can get that thing yet. Yeah, I need something to go on water. Uh oh, I lit. I uh, the ground is flammable apparently. <laughs> okay, all right. Um, well, you got a laser gun. That's like that's that's a feature, not a bug, man. It's supposed to burn. <laughs> <laughs> all right, let's. Uh, they shoot at me. I don't think they did. Are they gonna? Uh, no, you have the red alert if they yet. shot at you. Okay, it doesn't look like they sh doesn't. Yeah, they did not shoot at me. Oh, there's another planet. Hey, okay. oh, giant snails and cyclopeans. Oh, that sounds fun. Keep away from the snakes. <laughs> oh, a snake! Oh, it's a snake. Um. A ground cricket. All right, we're not going to bother that. Ooh, caves. Uh, no, cr craters. Funny. Oh, no. Oh, no. What's that? It's a giant. It's a giant hulking beast. Oh, no. Okay. Um, run? <laughs> Basically run. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to... I'm going to... I'm going to run. Well, he yeah. might not be mad at you yet. Yeah, he I'm might just be minding his own business. Yeah, I'm gonna try and stay away. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna try and bother these things. Oh man, come on! I did not want to bother you. What is that? Ooh, stuff! Yay, stuff! It's what I came down here for. Stuff. 
Oh, lit a fire again. will dissipate in a few turns, so you don't necessarily have to run over it. The what, what? The green slime will dissipate naturally. Just oh. uh, don't run over it because it'll get you stuck. And uh, if that tooltip is driving you insane, you can turn it off in any number of ways, like click your middle mouse button, and you could just use the shift button to get tooltips when you want them. Um, I actually love the tooltips. I'm a okay. big user accessibility cool. is good. I'm a I'm a big fan of tooltips. I I think any modern game needs good tooltips. And uh, you know why tooltips are important? Because what? of neophytes like me who don't know a lot about roguelikes who look at it and say, um I mean that, now? that's part of the reason, but they're good in general, so people know what they're looking at. Uh oh. Like Honestly, roguelikes are ten times more accessible when you uh, when you have tooltips because one of the big challenges of them is what the devil am I looking at? <laughs> yeah, what's a D in this game? Is it a dog? Is it a dragon? You don't necessarily know. So, oh no, oh no, oh no, oh no. <laughs> well, that's a uh, dead anyway, team. Oh. <laughs> uh, yeah, I think so. <laughs> Good while it lasted. Yeah, totally dead. I waited. Uh, and uh, it and they're not. It's not just that top level of plants. Plants can get deeper, right, with caves and whatnot, right? Yeah, yeah. Some Very sometimes deep. it's just like one level, and sometimes it can go like twenty or fifty. Yeah. Dear uh, Lord. And. Coming up, and, and I mean, you don't have to do that. You 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 can get there and say, "Well, I can't do this right now." And you can go somewhere else. There's an infinite universe to explore. But if you want to, like this game, kind of drives completionist crazy because you, I, you just can't finish everything. People try. <laughs> yeah, I mean, there's a lot of cool stuff in here. There's there's tons of stuff in here, and 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 and, and planets have multiple levels, and there's just and and. It's just you can play it forever. You really could, which is again in the name. Um, but I when 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 people talk to me about this game and I'm like, it's it's amazing, and they're like, it doesn't look amazing. I'm like, just don't worry about the screenshots. Just play the game because there's just a million things going on. Um, and you and you, the game has great art. Like it has a great look to it. It it really does. It's just not it's just not 3D with dynamic lighting and. Yeah, it's just, whatever all the other <laughs> like the things are. If someone it if takes some, place in your mind. If someone held a gun to my head and say you have to play either No Man's Sky or this, I mean for me it'd be this because I think this is the that's, better game. <laughs> I feel like this isn't massive praise, but that's just me. You know, no, well, I I think it's it's uh, no, I don't think that's a fair comparison because they're really different games. What would you say they're is a fair comparison? What would you say is a fair comparison then? That's a tough call, though. I uh, know, right? Like, it would have to be another roguelike, though. It would, you can't really compare this to No Man's Sky. They're, that's true. They're different genres. I just think How like about random... Cosmonautica. Yeah, Cosmonautica is a good one. Prospector RL, get out of here, Luke. <laughs> you know, that brings up a point is 
you know, I am one who really enjoys the 3D games. Hop in the cockpit or the ship is 3D, but that can be very tense sometimes. And and first, because of that, I want to thank you for putting in the button that says turn off permadeath. I saw this and I said, oh, thank God. And that's the first button I hit, literally. And also, I have had, like, the last two days from hell. So the last thing when I first turned on this game I wanted was stress. And as I started to play it, all the stress just kind of went away. And I said, you know, I don't care about the 3D. I just care about the gameplay. And there is a lot of it here? There's a ton of it here. Whereas I was the opposite who saw permadeath and went, lovely, my (laughs) type of game. I feel like paradoxically, uh, I'm one of the few people that's played, maybe not the most roguelikes out of everyone here. Well, I'm not guessing based on the host, obviously. But I have played a mountain of stuff from stuff like uh, Tales of Magial through uh, NetHack, Caves of Kud. Uh... A lot of the newer stuff I played, there was like two mecha mecha roguelites I don't remember the name of. They were kind of mediocre. I played a lot of obscure stuff when it comes to roguelikes. I am familiar with the genre. And I do like this in a... Well, I I don't want to start the is this a roguelike conversation because I do believe it is. Fundamentally, it matches the control scheme and it matches the uh, progression system and it matches the permadeath. It's basically as good... Like, it's... It's basically the as close to a roguelike as you can tell while still calling something a roguelike. Uh, and I do like the way it's done. It's got a variety of it's got a variety and massive gameplay variety. Most importantly, you can do a lot of stuff in it. Uh, it's got good progression. It's got a variety in ships and starting setups, meaning you can do a lot. The one slight issue I have is the progression within the actual game. Like, getting better stuff as you're going along feels a bit limited, though I have not played the game enough to make concrete... uh, uh, make concrete uh, assumptions yet. Or concrete criticisms, sorry. Oh, you should get beyond uh, Sectors 20 or something. (laughs) I don't think I've gotten the tw- to, to double-digit sectors yet, but that'll be a bit. <laughs> yeah, I tend to take my time with this one. As a as a neophyte roguelike player, um, thank God first for Spaz because who helped me along the way as I was learning the game. But it would have been nice if something had said, "No fool, don't play it like the person the dev said was trying to play it as on YouTube." Because the first thing I went out to do rather than land on planets just trying to blow everything up and i found my my lifespan started to be measured in seconds rather than minutes and that's when i said maybe i should land on a planet maybe i should start training some things and you know rather than the game just saying game spank learn how to play it yeah this um can I ask what you're trying to accomplish on this planet? I'm just trying to, uh, well, one, I want to get all the stuff. And two, <laughs> I, I want to do, I want to, expl- I want to get it to hundred percent explored. Okay. Oh, cause I, I was really hoping that we could go on to like sector two or three and oh. check out some shipwrecks. Oh yeah. I've done okay. A lot of work there. And- okay. 
I can do that. And this planet, it just seems to be like eating your crew alive. It, it really is. It really is. And I, I hate to see you suffer like that. Oh, okay. Yeah. No, I sure. Um, but I also guess that <laughs> life, is, Unheard life is cheap. Life is cheap in this universe. So if you want to keep just killing your crew, you totally can. No, 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 no. We'll uh, go to the, we'll go to the next, um, you know, when I heard what you were going to do with shipwrecks from Brian, I said, wow, that's cool. Which sector would you like me to go to? Oh, just, just two or three. So you don't get too, uh, too far out too of ahead of us. So. Yeah. All Cause right. it definitely gets harder. It gets harder the further you go. Right. Let's try and find, Oh, Hulk. Here we go. This is what we're talking about, right? Hulk of uh, Zekabadu. So, Dave, you've actually gotten that message before? <laughs> yes, go there. Go there. You like to lead the away team? Yes, I would like to lead the away team. All right. So, of course, if you die, well, that's fine. If you die while you're on the away team, it's run over. That's fine. So, so, ooh, or. Ooh, stuff. More stuff. Yay, love stuff. Um boxes. Dead syndicate. Dead syndicate member. That's great. Good times. Uh <laughs> <laughs> and we got uh metallic debris over here and uh security field. Oh boy. Okay. If you find the switch, don't hit it yet. Explore everywhere else, then hit the switch. <laughs> Okay. You definitely, definitely played this game. Okay. Yeah. Okay. All right. All right. Uh, I've got about sixty-three hours, sixty-four, around there. Just All on right. the Steam version. Yeah, just on the Steam version. I have probably double that from the uh, previous publisher's version. Yeah. Okay. So I think I've gone everywhere that doesn't have the security field. I think. Uh, there's a door to the northwest of you. There's a bunch of doors. Oh, yeah, there are there are a bunch of doors. You haven't gone oh, through yet. Oh, right. Oh, and there's a there's a upper deck or lower deck. I can't quite tell. That oh. is, yeah, yeah. There's an elevator there. Hey, do you guys see the most important device in the universe? What's that? What? Where? What? <laughs> most important device in the universe. All right. Oh, I. That looks like a panel of some type. Is that a oven? <laughs> I don't know why the poetry is right next to the bridge, but or is that not the bridge? I don't know. Oh, the bridge crew has to eat. Uh, the rooms, the rooms right now are just totally randomized, and you're running out of oxygen. Um, they're uh, like the sort of that. There's going to be uh, zombies. <laughs> Oh God, There's going to be different kinds of ships that oh God, are, are geared towards one purpose or another, so they'll be sort of in order. What is this thing? Is this like a warp core? What is that? What is so you can get the, the tooltip on the right side, which if you hover over it, it'll actually tell you what it is. The ship floor, that doesn't tell us much. Well, yeah, for some reason... Hovered over. For some reason, it's not showing up. I can see it's not showing tooltips on the... Uh, 
on the special machines. The blue one is the life support. There's a there's a whole bunch of stuff that for some reason it's not showing right yeah, now. It's, it's saying shit. Uh, yeah, it is supposed something. to be showing. That's something to get sorted out by the Ooh. time this thing releases to the public. Well, there you go. There's yeah. another there's another bug to play with. Okay. Uh, this um, is this is a beta build we're looking at. Yeah, here. exactly. This is uh, again early access build. All right. But like uh, early as it uh, let not no, early no, access. No, this is something that this is something that I put together very specifically for this podcast. I haven't made a public release in a long time. Uh, this is a first look, and all the stuff he's tooltipping that isn't showing up is new stuff. So, I, I don't know. I, Something went wrong there. Check, that, check, check my history. Check my history. If you, <laughs> if you doubt the... Uh, Know, how seriously I treat bugs in my public releases. Oh, I believe it. Uh, I, mean, I, I do believe it. To, I've got to, to uh, mention here something. Uh, I remember one time uh, I encountered a bug in uh, in another uh, beta build and uh, I stopped the game and uh, went to uh, Discord and uh, reported it to you. And, I, and when I went back, uh, already, uh, 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 Steam uh, showed me a new new download uh, and patching the thing up. That was great. That was really great. Never ex- experienced something like that that fast. Never, never before. Yeah, in Thank admin you. chat, Spaz said that you hold the record for fi- how fast bugs get fixed. Okay. That is I'm impressive. Sorry, that was uh, that I'm was person who said that. Actually, not me. Oh, uh, I'm sorry. I'll pay more attention next time. Oh, it's fine. so. Where's the panel for but this? It still uh, holds. Where's the panel for this uh, security field? Uh, uh, that that once again that may not have spawned because I I made the force field and the red switch is. Uh, I think I made them yesterday. The red <laughs> switch I is at the very top. If you top. leave the shipwreck, I bet if you leave the shipwreck. It'll spawn if they're... Oh, I do see it. It is No, it's the there. It's, yeah. it's at the top of the ship center. Yeah. Little um, gray box with a little red nub on top of it. I think we yeah, found right it. Where it says ship floor. Yeah. <laughs> right, I Did think it do I, anything? I, I, yeah, that, that cleared it. Oh. Oh, God. It. You just zombies. have to go over and then clear the uh, fog of war. Yeah, that's like your memory. You remember it being there. It doesn't update in real time because that would give you information you can't really have. And there's now a mountain of zombies. <laughs> Lots of zombies, but I killed them. So now there's uh, money. Money. Ooh, money. I like money. Everyone likes money. Ooh. And I it's think- a little thing, Brian, but I don't know if you noticed it. If you happen to kill a zombie with a fire attack and they happen to be on top of a thing you can loot, it might actually burn it into ashes. Oh, no. That's what the. So I think that's all that. All that furniture is destructible, too. You can go around blowing up the beds and everything else. You can you can blow it up. Yeah. That's ash. Side note for me. uh, I once I once looted a a temple and. uh, Ran across a lot of monks and uh, thought, okay, it would be a good idea to use a grenade to uh, <laughs> to to kill them. Uh, well, I destroyed the Firex. Uh, you destroyed uh, the artifact. artifact. <laughs> Wasn't that great? <laughs> oh no! <laughs> oh no! And then the temple started to uh, shake, didn't it? 
Yeah. Yeah. They don't like that. Uh, all right. Yeah. I imagine. I imagine ancient temples don't like when critical artifacts that may or may not uh, cont uh, contain ancient beings from beyond our, uh, from beyond the veil. Uh, loose said artifact. Ooh, there's I can, a pirate station here too. I saw that, and I can hire a tactical officer for eleven grand. Good, do it. What else are you doing with your money? Is it more part of shields? Which is sounds good. Just make sure to set them to go with the away team. Because when you hire someone, they don't automatically have that toggled. I don't even know how to do or that. Or don't, because alternatively, you don't want the guy whose ability is to keep to make his ship better to die horribly on planet side. That's true, but they do gain ex well with a tactical officer. They do gain experience for killing stuff while on planets. So if they're uh -huh. on the away team, they'll get experience that way. Also, hello, pirates. You know, you were one thing that I wanted to say when I you were in that little room there and a station is there are so many different like races here and one thing that i got used to because i'm like i said i'm new to roguelikes that i really enjoyed in cosmonautica is you if you've had all these different races developed it was nice like in cosmonautica to see like have even if it's just a 2d picture to see the alien races and all the work that you put into the lore in the game Yeah, there are a well, lot of races in this game. There is there is something something coming. Uh. <laughs> what? We found a cybernetic skill module. Ooh, and uh someone is due for a promotion. Due for a promotion. Even do that. West succeed. Success. You found Found uh found, found snakes. Oh snake. Oh snake. Wrong. And you know, one thing that I was looking at your your uh, website about approaching affinity and I said this is an accomplishment. It said how I created twelve alien languages for approaching infinity. And I said, <laughs> Holy smokes, I met the guy I went to develop Klingon, you know, briefly. But you know, I said twelve alien languages, that's an accomplishment. You haven't even touched on that. Uh yeah, I mean when you uh, when you hail the alien races in space, they'll it, it'll show you it'll they'll talk in their own language. Um, but yeah, I, I spent some time on that researching how people do that, like the you know how they created a, a language in that movie uh, Avatar. Um, you know, they paid a guy a huge amount of money to cre come up with an alien language. I I found something that worked for me, and I think it, it works pretty well. I mean, they're all their. Uh, all their their languages sort of fit the the races, and they have different character to them. So, I'm pretty happy there with is, the results. I there got. is also I know the pirate language, which is notorious, uh, <laughs> which is interesting. It's a I'm pretty sure it's a dialect dialect of RNG. Sounds a bit Dutch, actually. It's a bunch of R and Yar and Ahoy, matey. 
broken up. It's all those pirate cliches. <laughs> so I guess that's more. So I guess that's more Danish, actually. Then we found something. Take the word for it. Tentaculon skin byproducts. All oh, right. Okay. Interesting. I have no idea what any of this means. <laughs> or if this is helpful in the slightest. Uh, a, a lot of the things that you'll find that are like that, they are actually just... They don't do anything. You know, they're just sort of there to talk about the universe a little bit. Sort of lore, but you can't, you can't act on most of them. Uh, one of the things I'm going to do with shipwrecks is... And then beyond, is to make those things... Uh, more relevant to generate them with the area that's generated or related to a quest you're already working on, things like that. Uh, so they will become more relevant. I feel like I would recommend, uh, at the very least, at the bare minimum, of doing the Deus Ex thing where you have a uh, code and the keypad, and the code is on a note hidden somewhere on the ship. Why? Because that encourages you to actually bother. Yeah, totally. Uh, I read some stuff about from like the developers of Caves of Cud and how how they do that, how they work uh, useful clues into their generated, um, you know, text. They're real famous for that. All their all their markup chains. With that. It's, uh, it's a lot of interesting content. <laughs> yeah. Mm -hmm. I'm gonna do mine differently, but uh, it's cool stuff. It's I, I always like to. Well, I read just about anything I can, I can about whatever I'm working on right then. But well, we have a grenade now. Hey, all right, let's go blow some things oh, up. Oh, oh, I have a grenade now. <laughs> just know that you only have limited ammo for it. Yeah, you only have three tosses. And there are ways to get them back, but yeah, sometimes you just have to stow it and then buy another one. Um, talking about influences, uh, uh, what uh, actually? What uh, what did influence you in uh, uh, for the game? I mean, I see well, a lot. I, I see a Babylon Five. I see Firefly uh, sometimes. Star Trek, of course. Uh, but there's a lot of other things. Yeah, you know, it's a lifetime of space-related science fiction. Um, Star Trek, uh, pretty much throughout my whole life. You know, like a, like a lot of folks are feeling. And um, and yes, you mentioned Babylon Five. I love Babylon Five. Uh, I think that it's easy to, I don't know, it's easy to see some things that aren't great about that show, but just the, the overarching story for such a long time is, is amazing. And, uh, but anyway, uh, and then there's, I mean, it was coming out of Borderlands 2 that, that really got me to, to start writing this game. Um, because I had just played that for like the, the millionth time, leveled my character to level 50, and I, I said to myself, man, I just want to keep going. I just want to get more stuff. I want to get that next good shield, that next awesome gun. And like it, it, their upgrades just 
stop coming so quickly. And I thought, well, you know, I want to make a game where you just keep going forever. And <laughs> I, I've always liked space and science fiction. And, um, you know, someone, someone in one of the chats there mentioned Prospector roguelike uh, before. And, you know, that was really the first space roguelike that I had ever seen. Um, and I played it and I died in five minutes and I wasn't <laughs> sure why. And I played again and I died again. And I just, I had no idea what was going on. Um, but, you know, back then I actually talked to the creator. I talked to uh, Matthias or I forget his, the name he goes by online, but, uh, you know, we talked about these kind of things right before I did my Kickstarter, and he was just like, yeah, man, uh, go ahead, go do, just go for it. Um, so, but I mean, there's so much science fiction in my life and, and roguelikes. I mean, I, I started working on roguelikes in about 2006, so there was uh, an awful lot of that. And I mean, I like uh, Brogue or B-Rogue or however you say it. Uh it has a lot of really interesting map generation. I'm really interested in <laughs> making different kind of maps. And, and I mean, my maps are very small, but I think they generally kind of look or like you can see planets and spaceships and, and whatever in those little squares. So, I mean, it's it's just so many different influences uh, and and honestly, I feel like I can just pretty much do whatever the whatever I want in my little universe. So every time I come up with a cool little idea, or someone gives me an idea, I, I write it down and I say I'm going to get to that. You know, on a related issue, uh, <clears throat> one of the things I've seen, and you know, not from from some of the devs I know, and that's. You know, especially when you get some of the fans are hostile and they say, well, you know, I'd like to see you do better. And this is one of the things I like about indie developers is they say, okay, and I will. And I just, I wonder sometimes when I talk to an indie developer is, you know, not just why roguelikes, but I mean, do you one day just wake up and say, I know video games. I mean, what kind of made you want to... <laughs> <laughs> no one wakes up in the morning and says, let's see, hmm, NBA or video games. Uh, I just kind of, what made you start down that path? Well, I mean, I was interested in video games from a very, very young age. And uh, I'm not tall enough to, to do the basketball thing. Um, <laughs> I'm not short, but I can't really jump. Um, but I mean... Man, that, that's kind of a crazy story because I got, I, I was doing a little bit of programming when I was a kid, you know, just kind of messing around with it. And then I stopped and I uh, got into music for a long time. Uh, I was a musician and I, I well, you know, I, I played a lot of shows, but I was always, always with like some people who weren't very dedicated. And so then I went solo and started doing all these electronic things because at least I could do it myself, you know, and I didn't have to worry about if someone else going to like, you know, not show up that day or, or, or whatever. And, and then, you know, that really, I sort of lost interest in that too. And I got back into programming and video games and, 
and I discovered that I could actually do a lot of this stuff myself. And and, and I, I really like to just get an idea and see if I can make it work. And I just kept doing that over and over again and saying, you know, I, I can do this, I can do that. And I like to figure out how to do it. And, and I could do it myself. Uh, but I do find that I cannot do... I cannot do art. And David, thank you so much for being there um, because he does a great job with the art and I can just tackle all these little gameplay gameplay issues. But I mean, it's, it's a lifelong process for me. How did I get here? Uh, I just kept doing it. I think you'd probably talk to an awful lot of people, uh, artists and things that just say, you know, I just kept doing it. How did you learn to, like, I can't believe you can draw so well. They just kept doing it, you know? Uh, it sounds it sounds simple or stupid, but... <laughs> I don't know, you do it, you keep getting better. But, you know, uh, there's two things here that the when I found out about them, the first thought that came to my mind was, wow, respect. And the fact, first, is that you're doing this for a living, man. Wow. And the, the other is that the difficult thing I found is, you know, one day I said, you know, I got to find something to do when I retire. And I've been taking writing lessons and found out just how difficult it is to kind of create your own little world, your own universe. And you've got it here, you know, and that's one. The other thing with that. Wow. Respect. It's, well, thank you. It's, <laughs> it's an amazing thing you're building. No question. No question. It is an amazing thing you're building. And the fact that it's completely turn-based and you can just quit whenever you want and it saves your game. You can play for five minutes or five hours. And it's just, it's just such a great, great thing. And I love these new shipwrecks. It's so interesting. People, people tell me this game is like... I mean, you said it today. It's uh, calming or uh, laid back. And I never really set out to make a laid back game, but people seem to like that. And I mean, I don't know. I don't want you to die, but <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm really glad that people can find things in it that, that I don't even really, that I didn't set out to do. So I don't know. That's well, pretty cool, though. It is a bit of a Zen game in that you can take it at your own pace. Yeah. And it will kill you. It will kill you if you've overstepped where you should be. But it's fair. Yeah, I definitely strive to be fair. I don't like I don't like you know one hit kills or uh, deaths because you I don't know went to the wrong or you, you walked through a door. But you know you still can sometimes die like that. But especially with the cybernetic skills and stuff, you can usually save yourself. Um, Try to be fair. Well, yeah, like know, I've, I've I just wanted to say real quick that I've died a lot in this game, and it's never felt like really unfair. Yes, that what that was uh, what was I about to say? It, was, uh, it never feels unfair, and it uh, I never felt angry uh, at the game uh, if I died. It, it was always my fault. I could. Uh, I could understand why I, I, I did die, actually, and uh, that's a difference to many other games. Well, uh, throw things at you, and you die, and you don't know why. And you do it 20 times, and uh, still don't know why you died. 
Well, one of the reasons why I didn't mind dying is because I started to play the game and I said I was attacking things with an explorer ship until finally like slapped my forehead and said, maybe I should play the military ship. And so it's kind of <laughs> it's the game's way of saying, fool, here's how to play the game. But the other thing I wanted to say is, you know, the, the job for me that pays the bills is, you know, I have clients calling me and saying, if I don't get this today, the world as we know it will cease to exist. And it's a very high stress job. And when I come upon a, a game, it's like, they, man, just chill, man. Just play cool. And I said, wow, <laughs> all right. That's the game for me. All right. Well, I think that one of the things about uh, this game that probably kind of lends itself to what you're saying there is the small map size. You know, uh, people will say, whoa, that's a really small map. But when you actually play it, it's like you can do the whole thing in just a couple of minutes. And you can, you know, you can have those those little moments of stress and combat and how am I going to deal with this? But then either you deal with it or you die and it's over and then you can move on to the next thing. There's a lot of like phase changes. Um, there's a lot of different areas and kinds of interactions you can do. And I mean, there's so much of the game we haven't touched on in this hour, but, uh, uh if there's one, if, what would you like to touch on? Is there something you would like to touch on? Uh, <laughs> we're not tired of talking. Can we, can we, can we phrase it differently? Uh, like, uh, I don't know. There's, there's a crafting, <laughs> there's a crafting there's system. There's like trading you can do between space stations. There's, there's just so many different, uh, things but not specifically i'm not saying that you're like uh ignoring some great no, thing I'm, I'm no, no, no 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 i know uh, there's a lot of stuff in this game a lot of stuff there is indeed the, the when, when you talk about the map it makes me think of starflight because a lot i i see a starflight in a lot of this game's dna uh which is uh, a compliment and definitely definitely a, a thing thank you and um one of the things that took so long in that game is planet exploration because the maps are massive and you can't just land one place and then go throughout the entire planet. If you want to do the entire planet, you got to land like 20 times. Um, so it's like you've, you've distilled the experience down to a, to a bite-sized morsel basically where you can like do most of a planet in five minutes or whatever, you know? And, it, it it works. It really, really, really works, like super well. You know, one of the things you just mentioned, and that's something I didn't even know was in the game because we were in admin chat, and I said, you know, it would be really nice if the trading in the game, you know, and Spence says, yeah, there is, you know, oh, yeah. and so I want you, maybe you can touch on that. It's It's cool because every once in a while, someone will suggest something to me, you know, whether it's a, a interface feature or just a, a gameplay mechanic and i say well yeah it's in there it's already in there and not all the time but it, it feels good to me you know when somebody says well why don't why don't we have trading in the game i'll say well did you ever try to buy anything at one place and sell it in another place because there's price differences there's economic events um there's a there's a couple of ships that are basically dedicated to trading they're they're fast and not very good in combat they have small away teams but they have big cargo holds and uh, you can, you know, you can go and, and look for low prices and buy stuff in one sector of space, sell it in another sector, uh, hopefully for a profit. There's devices that can let you uh, see prices 
in faraway places before you've even been there. Um, you know, it's, I just took every part of every space game that, well, I mean, you know, within reason, you know, that I, that I thought was cool. And I said, okay, let's put that in there and turn it into this huge interconnected thing. And you can, and okay, you can't mine asteroids in this ship. He just flew over an asteroid, but asteroid mining, that's what uh, David, the artist, he, he loves that uh, aspect of the game. Um, you can play an asteroid miner and you can, you can level that up and just live in space and get all that ore and then higher grade stuff and sell it. Um, <laughs> see, yeah, he does. I think so I'm going to do even that. If there's a lot of stuff. I should mention, even if you don't have the ability to mine immediately, you can either get officers that let you do that or devices you can, you can equip on your ship that allow you to do mining and make that more efficient. Oh yeah, and that's true of almost every obstacle in the game. Is there's a way to overcome it? Uh, eventually, you can walk over mountains and walk. You can walk over lava. Yeah, I mean, we haven't even talked about uh, temples with the with the artifacts that give you powers that are just always on. Um, and if you can properly identify what they're doing for you, they get more powerful. Uh, there's a lot to explore. See, one of my favorite aspects of eve online back when i played it wasn't the the combat it was the trade and <laughs> especially the mining and when i go to other games like star trek online it's like no nah, there's no ship mining and no nah, there isn't really any trading and then when i found out this morning there is i said i'm going to go back start over trade in the military stuff and that's what i'm going to go for and i said wow kudos trading and mining all right that's hard to find <laughs> Uh, well, uh, and then you, let me know what you think you, of it. Yeah, but then you remember Eve Online exists and realize no. <laughs> I love the uh, we were talking about the pirate language earlier. Here's an example of it. Uh -huh. uh, <laughs> that is uh, it's yeah, pretty. That's, it's, that's pirate. It's it's pretty jaunty. It's uh, it's pretty jaunty. <laughs> love the phrase pigeon language. <laughs> Yeah, there we go. Yeah, they shouldn't have uh, shot at me so many times. Yeah, see, I can mine in this game, and other players aren't going to try and blow me out of space for doing it. Yeah, well, yeah, that's a that's also a good part of it. Uh, I mean, yeah. the AI might, but uh, <laughs> yeah, the, the, the AI the, is at slight disadvantage, obviously. Yeah, I am probably going to do more mining in the game as well because I love mining is one of my favorite things in any space game, any space game. Um, like, I think that's it's what it's so I, hard to find a game where you can, you know, in the space games. Yeah, I mean, like Elite lets you do it, but uh, and uh, you point a laser at a thing and go pew. Well, that's what I love about <laughs> Jump Gate. That's what I love about Jump Gate. It's basically you point a laser at it and you hoover it up. Uh, Spaceborn does it well. Oh, that's Spaceborne right. Mining is very fun. Forgot about Spaceborn's mining. I forgot about that. Point. That's a great game, also. It is a very good game. <laughs> uh, so, does anyone have any other questions? Should we start wrapping this thing up? Uh, yes. Uh, uh, it's a negative thing uh, first. Uh, okay. 
go for just, it. Yesterday, yesterday stream, uh, someone came up and uh, criticized a bit the uh, the interface, the uh, the whole uh, UI, and uh, he said that it uh, wasn't it isn't very well designed. Uh, I'm. Uh, I'm. Uh, my opinion is, is is to the contrary, to be honest, because uh, I like the interface really, really, really much. It's 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 easy. It's easy to 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 uh, to get around, and uh, I just wanted to uh, to to bring this up. Uh, just to uh, uh, it, 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 it's it's that you know, and. Uh, As I said, I like the interface very much, and uh, it's easy to use for me. So uh, no criti criticism from my side. Uh, there was another thing. <laughs> Damn, I forgot. <laughs> okay. <laughs> well, about the interface, I mean, it depends on what kind of game you come from. You know, if you're if you're uh, if you're paying fifty dollars for a AAA game on the Xbox. You know, you're gonna you're gonna expect a different level of interface, and you're not gonna understand this kind of 2D thing anyway. Um, and and I, I don't know the situation that you're talking about, but I do know that there's people out there that say they don't like the interface, and there's people out there that come from the roguelike background and say, "Oh my God, your interface is amazing! I can do so much with it." So uh, you know, it, it depends on who you are and and where you're coming from. So I mean. I I very much prefer to make it as like user friendly as possible, but I would also a hundred times over rather like add a new fun gameplay feature than than mess with like buttons on the screen and figure out you know should they be two pixels to the left or do I need to redesign this whole thing and you know like <laughs> I don't like that kind of work but I will do it because it's important. Uh, as I said. Uh... Uh, in my opinion, this UI is 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 is, is perfect. For me, it's it's perfect. Also, I can't I I, I, I can't think uh, of any better in 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 such a regard right now. I just wanted to bring that up. That's really awesome. Thank you. See, I would like to first emphasize something that Torsten just said, and here is because I am like extremely limited experience in roguelikes, just the two games I mentioned, and I had zero problems w w with the interface here. I The only thing I would say I wish there was is for people like me, and this is just because it's, I have limited experience in roguelikes, is There are some people like me who need to be held by the hand a little bit more that when, I, when it logged on, I say, oh, my gosh. And I guess what I'm looking for is the equivalent of a spaz that can say, calm down, Julie. Here's what you do. <laughs> And uh, not everybody has the benefit of having a spaz. And the other thing that <laughs> I like, and this, I guess this is a comment for your artist, is When somebody puts all this wonderful work into a little universe and I say, I want to know what the pirate looks like. I want to know what the banker looks like, you know, and it's like, wow, this is cool. Even if the pirate doesn't move, even if the banker doesn't move, I just kind of, that's just me though, you know, but yeah, I, I, I just need somebody, I guess, without With my limited experience in roguelikes is somebody like Spaz to say, here's what you do. Calm down, Julie. Um, Julie, actually, it is in the game already. 
See, there you go. Okay, well, I take it all back. Yeah, yeah. and uh, honestly, I haven't, I don't know, I haven't revealed it yet, but more is coming in the way of, like, you get to see these these aliens' faces. Ooh. Cool. It is coming. Oh, there you go. Mystery, and that keeps me coming back to play the game. <laughs> and... And uh, here's a cave. If any of y'all haven't seen a cave, you can actually go down into caves. And, oh, for about and that thing is that thing is not dying. I'm gonna run away. Oh, I killed it. Okay, good. <laughs> you gotta have oxygen. If you don't have oxygen, you you can't really stick around in a cave too long. Um, unless it's a planet where you don't need to worry about oxygen, which is pretty rare. Um, well, there's also a there is an uh, an item you can pick up that if there's enough oxygen already on the planet, it'll act as a biofilter and you won't have to worry about diseases. Oh, that's nice. And that's great for cave delving. For sure. Hire another officer here. Yeah, the more you go, there's the more intricate this gets with hiring officers, getting better equipment, accepting quests. Yeah, this is a really, folks. If you haven't played this, this is a great game. And how much is it going for on Steam right now? Remind uh, me. Twelve ninety nine. Jesus Christ! Yeah, people are. That's a steal, <laughs> y'all. That's that's like you can play this game for dozens, hundreds of hours for thirteen dollars. How much of a how much of a difference eight dollars makes? <laughs> now I should also mention uh, some of the devs from our Discord. In, including Bob, have joined up for the Independent Space Alliance bundle. That's right. So if you are interested in getting some of the other games in that bundle, get it and you'll get this too. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I, oh, I yeah, thought that's of on getting the Steam it, page. I've thought of getting it, but uh, the issue is I kind of have everything that's in it already. Yeah. I run into that with bundles all the time. Um, but this game is great. Y'all, it's really just, you can play it forever. And it's, you can just play a little bit every day. You can play it for hours at a go. It's just, it's just something really special. And, uh, yeah, I, uh, is it time to wrap up? Does anyone have anything else they want to add? Well, for all those other people who are waiting for it to get out of early access, the price will just keep going up. And you Clock say you have, and you say you have at least one or two more years. You're thinking of early oh, access. Oh yeah, two. Uh, yeah, yeah, two years at least. I mean, you look at look at uh, look at Caves of Cud. Look at uh, Cogmind. You know, and their uh, presence bit. on Steam. Yeah, yeah keep, it's going to be a while, but keep keeper RL. It's going to be amazing. Yeah, yeah the yeah, it's going to be amazing. It's already amazing, dude. You are <laughs> you already have one of the, if not the. Uh, best space roguelike. I mean, I can only think of one other that's close. Um, and there aren't a ton of like games like this. I mean, they're mostly fantasy. So, uh, sure. So, so, uh, this is already, in my opinion, very special because it does so much. And, uh, folks, if you don't have it, you need to get it like either now or just, just get it. It's so cheap for what it gives you. 
it, it's so cheap and it's so easy to play. It's got like all the keys right here. You can just click this button F1 or whichever, or this button. And it's got all the keys. It's so easy to play. The interface is just, you know, I mean, it, it doesn't ask much of you and it gives so much, you know, <laughs> it really, I mean, you don't, I mean, it's so easy to play because of the interface and, and whatnot. It's so easy to get into. Um, yeah, I cannot recommend this game enough to y'all. Uh, seriously, it is great. And if Bob, we're going to have you on at least one or two more times as you go through early access and hit more, uh, milestones. Like I, I can't wait for the Starfleet Starflight like communication screen where you could either be friendly, hostile or obsequious. Is that the word obsequious? <laughs> obsequious. Is that the word obsequious? I think it is the word. I'm sure you can. That could work in certain situations. Yep, that's one of my that's one of my little sticky notes. It's on the wall. It's there. <laughs> that is the word. Am I remembering the word right? Obsequious. I think I am. Um, I challenged my 12 year old, 13 year old self back in the day. <laughs> So friends, yeah, do yourself a favor and get this game. It is terrific. And you can play it as we we're saying, like I'm an explorer, so I got to explore the planets. You can play it as a miner, you can play it as a trader, you can play it as a fighter. You know, it's just whatever your flavor of space game, this can do it for you. <laughs> it's also worth mentioning that because there are so many ways to play and the the various endings there are or, you know, ways to win, they kind of lean into certain play styles more than others. And if I, am I remembering correctly that when you quote unquote win, you don't stop playing, you just keep going for, you can just keep going forever, basically. Like, am I remembering that correctly? I don't think that's true anymore. That used oh. to be true. But I think when I, when I brought the game to Steam, uh, I think now uh, an end the game is actually an end to the game. Oh, okay. But then you just roll another character. Just roll another character. Yeah. That's fair. But there's also, you know, like you said, you can play non-permadeath and just, just play forever, or at least as long as you feel like it. Yeah. So. Yeah, it just keeps, it just keeps making sectors. <laughs> All right, friends, with that, we are going to wrap this up. Uh, Bob, again, thank you so much for, for taking time out of your day to join us. We love talking about this game. We love playing this game. And we are just, we cannot wait to see what more you bring. Because there's just already so much here. And we can't wait to see what more you bring to this dang thing. Because it's just already an astounding thing. <laughs> Naked well, I want to thank you. you all. Thank <laughs> you for having me here. Thanks for everybody who showed up in the chat thanks for everybody that's always you know helping making suggestions and keeping me going on this thank that's, you yeah great chat today y'all uh next week on the show we're going to talk about games that gave us the feels uh whether it was terror or dread or uh sadness uh or whatever uh writing for games is hard and it's 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 rare when a game really hits us like a movie would hit us or like a book would hit us. And so we're going to talk about the games that made us feel a little something. So uh, thanks so much for hanging out with us in the chat. 
and watching and listening. And we'll see you next time. Have a great day, everyone. Bye-bye. Bye.